Can you hear me okay? Can you hear me? Wally. Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, I'm going to get my earpiece. Give me one second, man. Okay, no problem. Are you there? Because I know you're a busy person as well. 
But uh, consider sure. your the Good Friday Morning Show. Like just as me and Tim, we just two alpha males, alpha males, just you know, with our own opinion. And we're very opinionated guys, so I'm glad that you exactly. Have- and I love it. It's like for me, it's like food. It's like a, it's like that that first day of class every single time because I know that um, I think outside of I think differently. My, my experience are different than what most I've experienced, and so I don't take anything away from anybody else. But I think also I'm. Always open to learn, and I know that both of y'all got something to teach me. And if y'all got something to teach me, I got something to teach the both of you. So, yeah, I, I was, I was before we even get the topic started today. I was very um, touched by your story uh, in class. For those who don't know, uh, I'm an instructor here at the Ohio Media School. Uh, Walisha is a student here, getting ready to graduate here sometime soon. But uh, she shared some things in the class yesterday that really moved a lot of the students, including myself, which is, you know, her trip that she's getting ready to take. I don't know if you want to share that or not, but. Um, yes, thank you. Um, much appreciation for opportunity to share. Um, but, yeah, can you hear me? Can you hear me okay good? I keep yeah. on this one right here, please. Make sure I, I, I can hear you the best I've ever heard you on this show. I don't know. You must have some great reception today. No, it's actually just the earpiece that I put in, but that's dope. So, yeah, I am in the process of going to Ghana. I was, like I shared yesterday, I was personally invited uh, by a group, and these people, the the people who extended the invitation who wrote the letter for me, they own land. They live in Ghana. They are from the states that they've been living there for, I want to say, over eight years now. They've been there for some time. Part of going to certain countries that need that you need visas is that you have to have the flight. So even though I got the letter to apply for my visa and them, you know, asking the Ghana embassy to grant me access and to help me with the process, I need to have my ticket. And so I share with the world, with my Facebook, with my IG, with my classmates, and even at the Bronzeville Farmers Market. And whoever else shared it from there that, listen, I'm open to receiving help because I do need help. And I, it is a desire to go. And it's not just for the purpose of, oh, hey, traveling and getting a stamp on my passport. It is deeper than that because not only because of my birth work, but because of other things that I aspire to do that I, that I, that's, that's a part of me to do when it comes to healing our community. And I'm learning some of the dysfunctional fucked up shit that we've been learning and the ways that we've been doing things and really get back to ground zero. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I really think that it's a way to get back in touch with your roots. Sometimes you got to go back. Mm-hmm. To, you got to go all the way back to the beginning and, and really learn from that. Because a lot of times the reason why we are people uh, is in disarray with our soul is because we don't know who we are. So Right, right. You getting back in touch with, you know, going all the way back to, to the mother motherland to get in touch with that, man. You, you're going to have such an enlightenment and probably a different view of the world now. That you yes. 
Let, let me let me tell you something. When I went to, I was fortunate, like I shared yesterday in class, to go to Haiti, and I was I was homeless at the time I went to Haiti. When I was there, one of the gentlemen that was at the Citadel told me before we got to the Citadel, he told me that I needed to see this before I seen anything else in the world because it was going to literally change everything else I've seen from this point on. And it has. I mean, people look at me like, oh, you! I can't believe you. Yeah, I really do. I am in tune with just different things. And once I finally tapped into, sometimes I show up and I'm at, like my, my whole route can be rerouted for one person. And if I can be there for that one person, I'm, I'm okay with understanding that that was, that's part of who I am. I don't have to shy away from the fact that people um, get more out of my energy than my knowledge. You understand? Like, this my actual substance. There's something else that people sometimes get from me, and I, I haven't been able to monetize that. I give it freely because it's who I am. It's what I, I love doing. I love educating people. I love helping people. So, when you when you, when you stir all that up into the boat, into, into the bowl, uh, it kind of just was like, man, I I'm okay with asking people or giving people the opportunity to help me. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm just so happy for you. And like you said, you you've gone through a lot of struggle, uh, such as I have as well. That kind of leads us into the topic of uh, what we're mm-hmm. here. Um, and I'm glad that you're on the check-in because even when you uh, were at the other building, uh, you had mentioned that you were married before. Of course, I was married. Uh, before as well, uh, and I've lived a single life as well, and of course everybody knows uh, that I'm uh, dating. Yeah. I've been dating someone for a while, uh, and hopefully we we head down that 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 build because it's never been a secret that I I wanted to be married again, but in a healthy way, in the most healthiest way yeah. possible. Um, so we want to talk about the benefits today of marriage versus being single because a lot of um, our people today are scared of marriage. Uh, number yeah. For it's it's permanent. You know, it, it, it's permanent status. I mean, people look at like this is the last person I'm going to you know physically connect with. Hopefully, you know, if you do marriage right, that should be the only person that you're physically connected to, unless you have some sort of arrangement that you know uh, or custom in your religion that permits you to have either an open marriage or uh, multiple wives or what have you. I'm not here to judge anyone today. I'm just here for open dialogue while um, Lisa's been married. So, uh, and both, I, I think both her and I marriage didn't end well. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, my, I, I will say this. Mine started um, well. My well, When I came to the end of my relationship, uh, it started healthy. And then, you know, once you're away from a person, that's when you can really see a person. Sometimes you can't see a person when you're right up on them, but you really see that person once you separate from them. It's almost like uh, the, the the rock theory. If you hold the rock close to your eye, you don't think that anything else is around that rock. The only thing that you see is a rock. But if you if you take that rock and you and you place it in its proper place, you can see everything. You can see the world per se. So a lot of times when uh, we get away from these long-term relationships, we got to actually see more clear and we can actually see the person for who they really are. Um, and I'm yeah. not 
anybody, of course, you know, that person is a reputable person in this community, um, and she's doing very well for herself. So I'm not here to bash anyone. I'm just here to tell about my experiences, uh, marriage versus being single. Did you want to start out um, by telling the people why? Let's let's start with the most infamous question in the world. Walisha, why did you get married? Oh, why did I get married? Like it was, it was the next step in life. I had, um, I had just started. I got really, really involved with this church here in the city, and I was in a singles group, you know, and that was what they was pushing. I was pushing, obviously, you know, what comes after being single. You prepare your, in your singlehood, you're being single only for so long to prepare to be married. So it was like a goal. It was like something that I need, I wanted to accomplish was marriage. And plus, for me, I had already had, you know, I had Tyreek in high school. So I had a child. So my thought process behind marriage was a lot different because it's like, you know, I'm I'm under the guise of I want to still not even necessarily have sex, but I wanted to be accepted in society because I had a child. You understand? Like, it was the mentalness behind I think with the movement of your camera, it's messing up your audio just a little bit. I'm not sure what's going okay. on. Okay. Is the audio good now? It yes. might be the, the area. Um, but no, I, I was just saying that for me, it was I needed to get married to be accepted by society because I already had a child. Okay. Wow. So So basically, you felt the weight of Oh, she's got kids and she's not married. Right. That's an honest answer. That is definitely an honest answer. And if I was to be honest with myself, that's the exact reason why I got married. Uh, that's the that's the exact reason why I got married is that um, I was with a person that I was with in high school. Good morning, mm -hmm. Jessica. Good morning. Uh, definitely, we'll speak on the the plight of our our folks in just a minute. Uh, my sister and that is on the check-in right now, and I just lost a sibling uh, a couple of days ago. So, you know, my prayers are with the family. Uh, prayers are with my brother especially uh, because we definitely did lose uh, one of our siblings. So, you know, uh, a big rest in peace to Nikki and uh, hold your head up, Aries and Alphonse. That, I mean, we're, we don't like to say halves. We don't like to say uh, We don't like to say step. Our dad never raised us to be like that. We're all brothers and sisters, so, you know. Um, but that is definitely um, Alfonso's and Aries' little sister uh, because they do have the same mother. But uh, I do want to at least acknowledge that while Jessica's on the check-in. So I appreciate you checking in, Jessica. Um, I think we we lost Wally. I'm not sure. But I'll, I'll, I'll continue with the broadcast. Yeah, I just had to send a message. Okay, no problem. Uh, we're, we're waiting on Tim. I'm, I hope Tim is okay. I hope Tim is fine. Uh, Tim is supposed to be on the check-in as well. So hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll give him a few seconds to, to get in as well. Um, but uh, going back to what you said, Wally, I felt that pressure of not only making my uh, long-term girlfriend legitimate, you know what I'm saying, and not being a typical person who, to impregnate someone um, and just not handle my responsibility. I, I wanted to make that thing 
completely legitimate. Now, now in hindsight, I realized that was a mistake. You know what I mean? You don't get married just because, and because when I when I think about it though, a lot of times we don't intend to have kids with these with these significant others. We don't tend to have children with them. We just, you know, one thing you're doing what adults do, boom, next thing you know, you're pregnant, and then you try, you know, in hindsight to put the, the carriage before the horse and figure out how you're going to do it from here, how you're going to raise this child or co-parent this child. So a lot of times the solution is, oh, let's get married. And that could be the furthest thing that you should do because you don't even know about the compatibility of the person you impregnated. Right, and so this is why, like, so, like, if we if in a real perfect world and the society that was healed, we would be vetting people for our children. We would put them in spaces that they've already been doing with this person for years. So then to do it for another 10 or 20 would be a Y'all have already been friends since you were in your teenagers years. You've already been getting to know this person's personality. They're do's and they don't. They like and they dislike. You've already been seeing the character that they've been showing up to every single day. And it's brand new. Like, oh, they just they just moved here a month ago, or they just got me other. It's like, oh, they are. And the parents, too. The parents have an involvement as opposed to I'm bringing such and such to be my parents. No, that's out of money. In a real perfect world, right? Like, if we, if we were real invested in building community and building like healthy marriages and healthy unions because like I still desire to get married even though I've been divorced. Like I never seen it like we're so against divorce. I never went through all my dictionaries and scratched out the word divorce at the time of marriage. Because I was so serious, like this ain't gonna ever happen to us. I ain't never it's never anything you can do, but I, there is something you can do <laughs> to yeah. make me divorce. <laughs> And um, or to be okay with it and go through with it. But now, like, the energy and effort that I put into getting married, I would definitely do a whole different, I would do a whole different thing because it's like the people who was there at the reception and got to ride in the limousine and got to be a part of whatever, you know, close-knit things and just having rehearsal dinners and stuff like that, those people were not around when I was going through the fight of my marriage, trying to save my marriage, they were not around. Right. They were not really invested. They were there for the program, for the show, for the glitz and the glam. But I want real people that's going to be here. Like, okay, who is checking in on me daily now? I'm an individual. I'm a single person. Right. Because that's the person that's going to be at my wedding. Well, one of the... topics that I want to bring into play is Jeezy found out that later, at a later point, Jeezy married an eight, and he found out later that they did not have a lot of the same ideologies, beliefs, or uh, ways of looking at life together. You know, sometimes we as men, we just look at looks, or we look at you know, um, a lot of times, and I'm seeing this a lot, and I hate, I don't want to be on the offensive, but a lot of African-American men are shying away from marrying the sisters, and, and they're, they're going to other cultures. The reason being is because they feel like it's less confrontational and that they're going to, you know, uh, get less 
combativeness and rebuttal when it comes to leading. And mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. what 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 Jeezy has found out, what so many men have found out, is that when that person doesn't even understand you or where you come from or your background, that can be at a disadvantage as well. And so, therefore, uh, when you have different views about child rearing and things of that nature, it, he he's coming to find out that you know, just because he crossed the bridge doesn't mean that that was the best fit for him because they have a lot of, you know, cultural differences that they can't get over, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but I am seeing that a lot is that, you know, um, brothers are going to other sides, the Latina community, Asian community, Caucasian community, because they're signing off on the sisters. And I I just kind of want to know what that's all about. Um, I think it's, I think I think it's more so that it's I mean you're speaking the truth. The facts are in your words is that they have a different ideology and how they were raised and how they see life. So I've recently in my single life met people that was like, Yeah, I don't think that if you're in a relationship that you should have to argue. Like there's no disagreement. Like we we not we don't have to bring the energy to that level. Just because we're madly, or we don't use words madly in love, but because we share love and we share intimacy, we don't have to bring so be so heated when we have discussions. Or, or, but I'm like, I'm, I've always been taught that, yeah, you're just supposed to see a person at their most angriest or see them be affected by things to know that they got some skin or they got some skin in the game. Then you can know what it looks like. But that's the functional too. Like, why would I want to see you angry? Why would I want to see what brings you to the the height of your testosterone? You know? That's and, like a, that was a, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Let, I'll, I'll let you finish your thoughts. No, I was going to say that was like a, almost like a goal in my last relationship just to bring him, not saying that I would purposely do that. When we first started dating, I never seen him upset or angry, and I wanted to see what it looked like. Like there was, I was like, no, he just don't. I was just telling people like he don't get upset, he don't get angry. But once I started seeing it, it just it would rub me the wrong way because I was like, I never seen him get angry. I didn't know he had that fight in him. But um, on the inside of me, I wanted to see it so that I knew what I was going to have to deal with in a relationship. I was going to have to deal with it, but I didn't have to even focus on that. Thought process, right? Um, starting out a relationship and already thinking the words or already put my my mind to a certain place. I think that is part of our culture to do that, to think so the why, words. That, why do women test? Why do women test men like that? Why 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 do you think women test men? I think it's if it's not from what I just said from my own personal experience, then. Um, I think I think it could be some part of see how if they're a dominant person, if they're a controlling person, to see how much they can control or get away with. But again, it's all human behavior and protection. So like, I didn't see my mother living. My mother was never married, so I didn't have the experience of how do you communicate with the opposite sex when you're sharing live live you're living with one another. I think I'm my a, mother and my my stepmother and my father. Um, so I tried to imitate that, you know what I mean? 
Uh, the audience said you're fading in and out. I'm not sure if this is the reception where you are or not, but we'll, we'll try to make some adjustments. Oh, no. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll try to make some adjustments. It might be the Bluetooth, Jessica. It might it might be her Bluetooth. Check it out. Hold on. Let me see if we can get a better reception without the Bluetooth. We'll, we'll, we'll run it. We'll run can it back. You hear me okay now? Yeah, I can. I can hear you now. I'm not sure. I, I just know that the uh, the audience was saying that. And oh, I know, I know. I've been checking the comments. I'm asking Jessica, can she hear me okay now? Oh, and hey, Autumn. I saw she said good morning. Good morning, Autumn. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's a lot better. But 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 yeah, going back to what you were saying. Um, I think you're. I think it's a good thing in a way, like you said, uh, because as a rites of passage, men have been tested all their life, but uh, a lot of times that testing, I feel, can be a little toxic. Yeah. Because why? Why get your person on that side of anger when that person is is there to protect and provide for you? You know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. I've even heard from, and, and trust me, I've speak spoke to a lot of people. Uh, women and men to try to understand relationships. And um, a lot of times I've heard even from grandmothers is that we have to keep our men, we have to stay 10 steps ahead of our men, whether they're good men or bad men, we have to stay 10 steps ahead of our men, you know, because um, it is in a man's nature to wander. So if we keep him off balance, we can kind of control the narrative. And I was like, wow, that was that was some crazy game. This was from an OG, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have to stay 10 steps ahead of our men. And I thought that was pretty, in, a, in one way, I thought it was pretty manipulative, but I kind of got what she was saying. Right. Because at the end of the day, you're assisting. Like, I have friends now that, you know, without their, their the woman in their life, they would drink themselves to death every night. You know what I'm saying? So the presence of a woman, um, reminding him or whatever keeps him from not drinking the whole bottle. Mm. So in a way of knowing his limit on his own limit, and it's it's like, I mean, it's all around partnership, right? Like that's what, that's, that's what this, that's what marriage is. This partnership is having your back regardless, like a, regardless of your, um, the things that you're working through or growing through, I'm here. I got you. Right. Having right. that, having somebody to make footprints through um, life with. But 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 here's the manipulative part of it: keeping a man on his toes and keeping him from wandering, right? So oh, you so, said your grandmother said this, right? No, no, no. This was an OG that I I, I consulted. Oh, okay. But 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 trust me, my nana gave me some game about the female species as well. So and 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 what she was saying is that. Sometimes by making him jealous gets him in a frame of mind of, you know, I, I'm the one you should be focusing on or I'm valuable. Like I said, it's in a man's nature to wander. So keeping him off balance keeps you in control of his emotions. And like you said, what makes him, you, you really understand that man, what makes him mad, what makes him, you know, motivated, certain things you withhold from him as an incentive to get him to do more, things of that nature. To me, I just felt like 
man, that's game. But I understand as far as running the household and knowing your man, you have to play these certain games or use these certain tactics to to get him to do what you need him to do. So I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Does I need to go out and come in because somebody tried to call me and I'm staticky. Okay. All right, and, and, and for those who are on the check-in right now, that's that's pretty much um, what we're trying to say is marriage versus being single and, and going into the intricacies of the benefits of being married versus the benefits of being single. I think a lot of people are afraid right now to get married, especially on the male side. And the reason on the male side, I can only speak for the male side uh, because I researched it, is that we stand to lose a lot more on the front end and the back end. Let me, let me see if uh, Wally, looks like Wally's coming back in. Give me one second. Hey, hey, hey. My bad. I just put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Somebody called me. Oh, no problem, no problem. All right, yeah, we 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 gotta get that audio a little bit better, but we 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 gonna we gonna work through it today. We are gonna work through it, or we just gonna bring you in the studio next I week. I think it might be the area. Maybe let me pull up from the area that I'm in, because when you, right when you she put the thing, I had just pulled and parked at my friend's house, and it could be just this area. No, it's 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 fine. We gonna we gonna get through it. Um, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just gonna say you was talking about the whole manipulative thing. Um, as far as a wonder. And I guess too, like at the end of the day, one of the things that my marriage taught me was I am not looking to control anybody. Mm. So I am okay with the person. I'm trusting the person that I am connecting with and making my life partner to be his best self. Okay. So what, what, what did that look like? What, what did that look like to you? How did you, how did you do those things? Well, I ain't done it yet. Like I'm, 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 that's like the new, that's the newness of saying, Hey, I realized that in my marriage, like I, I basically just push and encourage. I checked in, like I, I, I listened. I tried to do everything that was being required of me in the relationship. Um, but then when I look back, there was times that I tore my husband down verbally, you know? There was times where my energy didn't match my words or my thoughts or my actions. Okay. And why was that? Was that was that something that was going on within yourself or was it something that he wasn't doing that, that you couldn't, you know, I think get it out might of have been a, It might have been a combination of things. Like, obviously, I, I had a, I'm still learning. I have a lot of learning to do, but I had a lot of learning that, things that I learned in my marriage of um how it like i would go back and replay things or how it sound or how you know i had children so i wanted to make sure that the words that i used to my husband that i wasn't using to my children that i wasn't talking to them the same way um had to be mindful just just being more mindful and it was I gave myself grace for sure but i felt like once i started fixing things and doing everything so perfect, I was waiting to reciprocate the same energy. 
Right. And, and people don't realize, men and women, they don't realize that tone is everything. And a lot of times, we as African-Americans, we don't realize how we're coming across. Like, the intention could be there. The the love can be there. I mean, well, like I said, let me go back to just, just the intention. The intention can be there, but the body language, the facial expression, the tone is just so offensive that they don't even care how they're coming across. And I noticed that when you like somebody, mm-hmm. you do about how you're coming across to that person. And I think a lot of times that over time, especially in marriage, I think you do start not liking that person over time because, you know, they always say, once you say I do, that's when you get the real person. I don't care how long you've lived with the person. I don't care how long you've been dating. Once you say I do, that's when you get the real person. And when you get the real person, a lot of times, you may not like who that real person is. And then now you feel stuck in the situation, right? And once you feel stuck in the situation, you start to resent that person. And once you start resenting that person, it comes across in your body. Like I, they, uh, Andy Irie says, you know the truth by the way you feel, right? So by the way you feel that person talking to you and, and viewing you and, and how they're treating you, you'd be like, man, this person doesn't like me. And, and, and that's what. And, and at the end of the day, you know, love and like are two different things. You can love somebody all day long, but not like that person. And I just wonder how people over time end up not liking each other. And I think that's one of the biggest fears about marriage is that over time you're not going to like me. Uh, I don't think it necessarily need to be a fear, but I understand that. Like for my my situation, like going back to the beginning, my husband been all would always make comments of like I was ghetto or that he didn't like that I talked a certain way or said a certain way. that shit bothered me to the core because this was stuff he would say before we got married so for me that was a red flag like who I am as a natural being in certain spaces in certain spaces am I good or is that you that went out on me no I'm I'm back good Good morning, sweetheart. I, I see you. I see you on the check-in. Thank you for checking in. I know you're already going to share it on your page, but go ahead, Walisha. Yeah, but so it was like that was a red flag that he was not okay with my just my my natural who my nature like who, the makeup of me. He really wasn't okay with it. He thought I was attractive. He thought I was funny. You know, smart. But he didn't like the fact that my voice could escalate loud, that I said, dropped a couple N-bombs here and there and F-bombs here and there. Just that I am, I am a little bit street and I'm a little bit everything else. You know what I'm saying? So I'm everything. And when the atmosphere calls for it, then that's what my energy obliges. So he didn't like that. And so at the end of everything, it I, I was reminded like, he almost like he forced himself to find things to like about me. And I don't, I don't desire that. Like either there have been, and I think that's one of the things that men and women may do differently, or just maybe just be the person. Cause I've seen people that what we see in our eyesight may not match up. Like you might see somebody that, uh, a, a beautiful, somebody that we deem as beautiful. Our spirit theme is so beautiful. Right. And with somebody who may not be all the way put together, maybe he don't take care of his hygiene or his body, or maybe his 
But they in love. He loved it. She loved the mess out of him and he loved the mess out of her, right? They had a good relationship. So we can't see what other people see or feel. So we really, it's really individual based. And I think that those individuals make, make themselves either like the person enough to marry them so that they can go through or whatever or not like save face type of shit. Like I, my situation was to save face. Like he going to marry me just because he already said he's going to marry me and don't want to look stupid by not marrying me. You know what? And, and, and let's stop right there because I want to tell each and everybody on this check-in, you have the right to change your mind. You Man, have say that. Up until the time you say I do, you have the right to see something that you feel is going to make you unhappy. You have the right to check in with your heart and say that this person is not going to be the person that I need in the end. So I, a lot of men are married for that very reason that you are talking about, Wally. So I'm glad you brought that up. And I want to address Angel Smoot's uh, thing because I, I got I got a thing or two I want to say to Angel real quick. So don't you hang up on this on this check. While you while you doing that, I'm gonna go to Facebook and post. But I'm I can still hear you. Okay, no problem. Okay. I I want to tell people. On men especially, if men come back on this live, or you have the right to change your mind. Don't you let nobody guilt you into marriage. When you ask that woman to marry you, first of all, I wouldn't even ask that woman to marry you unless you are sure, 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 sure that this person will be your helpmeet, that this person will aid you in your purpose. If we are the people that are supposed to provide and protect, Number one, we have to be in our purpose as men. So, therefore, the woman you choose, whether she is an opinionated woman, I don't like to use strong woman, she, because there's a difference between a strong A strong woman can be silent, okay? A strong woman knows when to speak. You, we're talking about opinionated women. And most men do not, especially alpha males, do not like opinionated women, okay? So let's keep that in mind before I address Miss Angel Smoot's comment because, I, I, like I said, I, I, I have to get back to that. But when I say this, there are a lot of men that said, oh, well, I said I would marry her and I'm in good with the mom now or I'm in good with the family and I don't want her to look like a fool. I don't want me to look like a fool. No, because I'm going to tell you, it's expensive as hell to get divorced. It's expensive as hell to waste your time and that person's time. And you don't get married to get divorced. So before you ask that right. question, before you ask that question, don't do it because it feels right or because you want the ceremony or you want the action of saying, who I had a dope wedding. Don't. And most people are doing it for that. They want the experience of the wedding, but they don't want to do the work when it comes to marriage. And this is why these marriages are failing. Now, let me get to Angel Smoot's uh, thing. Because you were talking about he didn't like the ghetto side, and she was saying that you have to be a strong man to, to accept that. Accept my ass. Right, it's my a person. You don't have to be a strong nothing to accept that. If I don't like the fact that my woman is opinionated, if I don't like that, then then I, I just don't like it. A lot of times it's in a woman's tone, it's in, a, it's, it's in how she speaks, and sometimes speaking down to that person. But men, let me hold you accountable too. How do you speak to your woman as well? 
do you tear her down? Do you do you make her feel less than as well? Do you speak life into her? Sometimes what we get from our women is a mirror effect of how we are treating our women and how we're talking down to our women. But I don't think anybody should accept that on any side. I don't honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you on this live on this broadcast. I don't like a woman who curses. It 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 doesn't it doesn't sound good to my ears. It really it I don't necessarily like a vulgar woman per se. Now when we we're in the bedroom and, and these things are happening and we're exchanging these words, then okay, yes. But in natural conversation, I do not like a vulgar woman. So I, I get where a lot of men are coming from when they get that side of a woman. You're like, yo, why are you talking to me like that? So and you don't necessarily have to be a strong man to accept or deny that. Right. And I think, too, it's more so situational because, like, one of the things that I, I remember my my ex-husband didn't like about me, he appreciated in other women. So once I started, I quit smoking weed for, like, over 10 years. But once I started smoking weed again, it was like, oh, I don't like it. But then he was attracted to women who did smoke weed. And he would smoke weed with these women, but not with his wife. It was, like, weird. Right. It was weird. So then it was just like, oh, okay, it's not even about him or this other person accepting me. It's me accepting me. I have to accept the fact that guess what? Yeah, okay, I grew up in the hood. Okay, yeah, I also grew up around these other people. And I understand that we live in a society that want to control the way I speak. They want to label how I talk. They want to label and, and they want to judge me how I speak based on how educated they think I am. Mm -hmm. So I understand they, they got a whole bunch of those things, or if I got a degree, or if this and that and the other. So my speech is is making them, being in their judgmental mind, judging me on multiple levels. I get that now. And so mm. once it was like, okay, you gonna, uh, shit, you gonna, you gonna think whatever about me. So the, the, the first thing I need to do is accept me and be okay with me. Once I started doing that, then it, then I was able to, then I started being attracted to some men that I don't think I would have ever been attracted to because they are them authentic self. That's what I'm attracted to. So mm. you bummy as hell and you just like, okay, I'm a, I'm, I'm just don't care what my clothes look like. And that's who you are. And you're not just like, you're just not a close person. I still might find an attraction to you because you're okay with being who you are. You don't give a fuck what nobody else got to say. That's what I want. That's what I'm after because a man like that, when you when you join a union with a person that is like that, it's it's like again, I'm 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 stuck on the whole control thing. I was being controlled and I was trying to control a person to love me. And you know what? Me. I think that's where Angel Smoot is coming from, and that's a better explanation of of that is that finding you a person that will allow you to be your authentic self. It doesn't necessarily yeah. have to strong or weak um and and yeah like right. so and, and even though it's so funny it's like I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you i don't like a, an opinionated woman but that's all i've chosen all my life and, I mean, why sorry. do you even say that wait 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 stop pause why do you you because we say shit right yeah. either where did it come from or why do you think like is this a real thing or are you repeating somebody else's stuff no oh it, it, listen, Walisha. If you if you know me, then you know me. You know, <laughs> it, it, to know to know me is to know me, and anybody who knows me knows that. Um, I mean, but 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 let's go deeper into it. I just told you my contradiction. 
I mm-hmm. don't necessarily an opinionated woman, but I choose opinionated woman. Why? Because I was raised by an opinionated woman. So and I, I think, yeah. So, so, so obviously, it's just something that I'm dealing with in myself that is not agreeing with someone being their authentic self. It's obviously an insecurity of mine. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 100%. That, that I had to deal with over time. I've never, there, there's one thing that I'm never going to do, Waleesh, and that's lie to myself, okay? I'm never, 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 never going to lie to myself. So a lot of men walk around thinking that they don't have insecurities or they don't have things that they have to deal with, and they do. But at the end of the day, it's still a preference of mine. It's still a pre- or or basically someone being vulgar or coming at me in the wrong tone is still offensive to me. So no matter what I'm dealing with on the inside, it's still something that I don't prefer or like. Right. And so, 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 so I think too, on your, in your case, there's some th- what, things you can uh, separate to help you get to where you want to go in life. Right. <laughs> right. I think you can understand that uh, her opinion is separate from her is, is, is separate from her getting an attitude or getting angry with an outcome or a situation. That part. Thank you so much. Okay, so let me correct myself. Let me go back and correct myself. It's not that I don't like opinionated women because I love opinionated women. If, if that was the case, I wouldn't have one on the show. I need a woman with an opinion, right? I need a woman with her own mind, right? So therefore, yes, let me backtrack and say I do love opinionated women. Now, when they are aggressive, or when they are offensive, yes. I don't like offensive mm-hmm. women. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So so that is a difference. There is nothing that you can't say without the right tone in your mouth. There's nothing. Yeah. And, that, and again, that's why I hold my fellas accountable, too. You talk about, oh, my woman always got an attitude, or my woman always, you know, says, on my back about this. Let's hold this account. Let's hold us, ourselves accountable, okay? Did you make promises that you didn't keep to that woman, right? Did you did you mislead her anyway? Do you mean what you say and you say what you mean? Because women have a BS meter that goes far beyond a male's understanding, right? Yeah. And yeah. men don't realize a lot of times that y'all give us many chances, many chances to save ourselves, many chances to redeem ourselves, because that's where the test comes from. It's not manipulation. The test is when you tell me something as a man, are you going to stand on what you say? And I'm going to test you on it, right? So when you come up short or when you sold me a bunch of wolf tickets, I'm not going to be happy as a female. Is that right or wrong, Walisha? No, it's 100%, and I'm glad you talked on that because at the end of the day, it, we feeding off of energy. So if I am at home cooking and cleaning and minding the children and helping keeping schedules and doing all where is i'm keeping a word that is going unspoken nobody is talking about who's doing dishes who's cooking who's minding children who's laying out clothes who's doing this it just has to be done so we're going to get it done we're going to get it done right. you are telling me you're going to get shut shit done and i never see it get done oh it's going to fuck with my energy that i'm giving out to the rest of the household because I'm, ho- I'm I use your verbiage, your word as fuel to keep me going. I use your sexual energy as fuel to keep me going. So that's why even when you tap into the bedroom or you tap into somebody's finances, because they say finances 
bedroom and trust are the three reasons why people separate and divorce. So mm -hmm. if I can't trust your word, again, my fuel is running low. If you're, if you're not, you know, if we're not sharing or excited about going to the bedroom together, my fuel. And if we, the money ain't right, both of our fuel. So yeah, it's, 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 it's a thing with men. And I can even remember my father. My father used to say things that I held for years. I held the words that he spoke, the promises that he made to me, the things that he said, oh, even if it's something small, I'm going to take you get ice cream. I can remember where we were standing when we were supposed to go get it. And every other time that we got ice cream wasn't the promise of this other time we were supposed to get ice cream. I didn't make my brain do that as a, as a woman um, operating in, in innocence. I did that naturally. So, oh my God, you, you, you are touching on something that is so dope. And I thank you for, for pivoting this conversation right now because they say the first person to break your heart is your father. And then as far as a, 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 a male, the first person to break your heart is, is, your, is your mother, right? So when we take these projections into relationships, we don't even realize that we're doing it. We don't even realize that we're projecting what mommy and daddy, and, and it's, it's easy to give that, that, that cliche mommy and daddy issues, right, or that, that terminology. But I think it runs a little bit deeper than that because the expectations that you have from that man derived from your dad and, and he has set the tone of what your expectations are. So if you are dealing with somebody who is deficient in those areas, those can be problems throughout your relationship and you don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. So so how do you say that we address these things? Because I'm gonna tell you, we don't have these hard conversations before we say I do. We don't have a plan of action to say, okay, I'm dealing with this. Because you know what, a lot of times, nobody's gonna come to you with this on their forehead to say, I have daddy issues. I have deep damaged daddy issues. I have deep damaged mommy issues that are going to be a problem before right. we And so, And so that takes us back to that, that, that world, right? It takes us back to the perfect world. Hold on one second. Make sure I don't, make sure you don't go to my, my Bluetooth. Babe, I it takes you back to the perfect world. Babe said, babe said thank Am you I for clearing that opinionated Because she's, she's a definitely opinionated woman. She's definitely a vocal woman. So she said thank you. Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah. I saw the comment. I'm glad I did share. But um, I lost my thought. What was I saying? What was the... Uh, Mommy and daddy issues. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I was gonna say something that uh, I, I tried to plug my phone, but went and die die out, and I I wanted to make sure it didn't go to the car. Um, mommy and daddy issues. Oh, so that's what I was saying. So that goes back to if we had that perfect world, right? right. Now, as the parents. We know what other parents have these, what issues they got because we're being involved and involved. We're being more involved in helping our children or our friends choose a mate um, that's going to benefit them. Like the community is more involved. So it's once you're doing things in the community setting, in a group setting, you got less chance to be somebody else. 
because everybody here knows who you are. So when you're acting out of character, I'm not the only person I need to call that's going to call you on your shit. Your homeboy going to call you, your brother, your sister, because somebody else, it's, it's, it's a connection. And I knew in my marriage, I, I remember saying like, one way we keep marriages going, and I know this wasn't to sum up the parent things, I'm digressing for a second, but you got to have people around. You got to have people feeding in that energy. It's not just the two of you. And, and it's not yet an intimacy. Is, and it's, it's different levels of intimacy, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we have, we share, even though we're not intimate. I shared an intimate story yesterday in class. So I was a little bit more intimate with all the people in my classroom. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't getting to bed with them, right? So it's different levels of intimacy. So we need people, parents included, sisters and friends included, to be in a, a part of us being our authentic selves, um, even when we're in a relationship or looking for a relationship. But I think the issues with the parents is that um, it's not necessarily something that we need to wear on our head, but I think just as a being as a person that's open to receive and, and looking to partner up, um, if you're invested in a company that you want to invest your money in, you're going to do research. You're going to do the work to right. make sure that if this investment is going to be worth my time, my energy, or is it going to have me upside down at some point? Is it likelihood? So the same with vetting a partner, like we got to yeah. do the work before we do the work. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to put some skin in the game to, if we're really serious about it, because it's. They say everything in this world is hard, but it really ain't. We've made it more complex as humans, like the by this simple ass thinking. Like we think small minded. Like we go into a relationship, like oh, I don't know if I can ever fuck the same person for twenty years. Why would you think like that? Like what else could you build? There's more than just fucking in a relationship. There's more things for us to experience and build. But if you're going into it with that mindset, you may not be ready to build a partnership that's going to last forever. That partnership may only last five or seven years. Well, and, and you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because um, the thing that creates that, that process is the commitment issue that you may be dealing with. So it would be best if you have those thoughts. I mean, people might take an offense to that, like, well, that's a natural thought of, man, I'm going to be with this person for the rest of my life and I'm only get one person. Well, like you said, I think it's true to that. If that's what you're going with the mindset of, it may best that you stay single because you're dealing with a commitment issue. When you know, I mean, that this is a, definitely a commitment, you already go into it with the mindset that this is the end all be all. Hopefully, and you know, I'm the type of person, yeah, premarital sex, have it, please, have premarital sex. Test that thing out. <laughs> Test y'all that, baby, because we do not want to be like, oh, damn. I, I know my Bible thumpers is going to come at me, and I know it's not biblically correct, but yes, have premarital sex. there. Biblically correct. The, it's a true thing. Um, I don't know if it's in Deuteronomy, but the pastors and the priests would go to what they like deemed as a whorehouse to go and sleep with these women. They would go and sleep with these women before they got the word because these women were able to bring them kind of like close to heaven, like a, a on a godly mindset. Then they would go and preach to the people. So we could talk about fornication. I think that I think as many levels to um why we think about sex the way we think about sex but we have to understand that there's sex is not just 
um, reproduction of a baby. Right. It's energy transferring. It's it's art. Is you know um so many things. It's it's it could be bad depending on who's getting it from who. Right. So it's so many levels of sex. So I think that. If you share your time and energy with somebody and and having consensual sex and y'all both have a good time, y'all just leveled up. Yeah, you got to look at the spiritual side and we talk about the spirits, but I mean, who's to say that they ain't got some good that they didn't gave to you as well? You know well, what I'm saying? And, and get it back to your point. When you have the premarital sex, right, you you know what you're getting. So therefore, again, going back to your mindset, okay, not only do I know what I'm getting right now, but I know I can grow with this person. I know that, hey, you know, this person is not only good now, but we communicate well, so we can take each other to the next level. I'm not worried about the next 20 women. You know, I'm not worried about 20 men, because I know what, exactly what I'm getting, and I can grow from this. So that's what makes that decision more better to say, damn, only one person for the rest of my life. Because if I'm, you really love that person, you don't want nobody else but that person. If you really are truly in love and you want that person, that's all you want. Exactly. And and I I was, I remember sharing with my ex-husband, like we got to a point where I think that when, because at some point people say they uh, a counselor told us it's a seven year itch like that's supposed to be a real thing like seven years into any and not only marriage but any partnership you get an itch to maybe do something different or try something just outside of the box and I think that um, when you do that there's people try have been trying to do it in a safe way like oh let's do it vegas or let's do it out of town or let's do it like this and, that and the other however you're going to do whatever y'all doing but what i what i'll say is when you open up that box of a person or being with someone else that intimate then it starts playing on the mind and a lot of people aren't prepared for what comes after feeling this feeling that i got with this person that was just supposed to be once once in a lifetime is right. feeling better than my partner Yes. So and, I want to process that everybody because that was that was that was a monkey in our in our relationship. Once we opened up that door, and I remember uh, we had a couple of friends tell us like, "Listen, either you go stay in the game or you're gonna be out of the game." Right. Because right. Uh, on a, on a sexual intimacy trip, you got to be sexually mature to be sharing your um, that energy with more than just one person. And most of us are not majority of us are not sexually mature enough to be sharing let alone before marriage i know bible thumpers yes i know i'm talking about some things out the box but this is stuff that's being practiced everywhere under all denominations folks is practicing having multiple relationships multiple partners um whether it's known or unknown to all participants <laughs> so 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 here's here's the, some of the solutions let's let's start being uh, you know getting to the part of the conversation where it's a little solution based so now we realize in this day and age that people aren't staying married forever, right? And we understand that people are getting away from the biblical principle of, you know, not having sex before marriage, stay until death do you part. And that is just not a reality in this day and age, unfortunately. We would love to lie to ourselves and say that that's the case, but it's not. So here's some of the solutions 
that we've already touched on. Really being honest with yourself and seeing if that person is open to communication. Really open yourself and getting to really know that person. This is why we say, you know, start out as friends first and really, because a lot of times when it comes to friendship, you can have those comfortable conversations. You're not worried about that person judging you. You're not worried because basically you're getting to know one another as friends. Now you take it to the next level of relationships. So now, you know, of course, you're being intimate, physical intercourse, things of that nature, and you're taking that relationship to the next level. Now you have a lot of emotions and feelings involved. And and this is what happens is that, you know, before we, we put the we put the emotions and feelings before the actual friendship. The 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 emotions and the thing that blinds us before the actual the truth. Because how many times, male or female, when you have a friend, they confide in you and give you their total self. I mean, let's say you didn't want anything from this person, but, you know, you had a spiritual connection. They are giving you their secrets. They are confiding in you. So you treat the person that you're spending with your life with that way and even better because why you are intertwining your life, you are spending your life, your energy, you are spending your mentality with this person. Why not treat that person better than your best friend? And that's what happens. We see in a lot of relationships that people treat their best friends better than they do their spouse. Yeah, I've 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 seen um, when I was in church, I remember this was an ongoing statement that um, the pastor would say at the, well, not the pastor, but we, we would say um, at church is that some women would talk more respectful to their pastor than they would their husband yeah they have more respect and honor for their pastor than they did their husband and i just and and then we have to so that's the that's deeply rooted within self that's and it's still wrapped up into that control when we get so angry at a person that we're willing to just use violent words and we're use we're, we're trying to use our words to control them to behave a certain type of way right um it's something that's deep deeply rooted inside am i still here you still here? Are we still here? Yeah, I'm, I'm still here. Go ahead, Wally. That's all right. I know you're good. I'm like, your screen went black. I want to make sure I could still see me. I wanted to make sure I was still on. But no, so, um, and I apologize for doing that. I won't do that again now, Thank not you. that I know. Uh, but yeah, so I think that it's, um, it's unfortunate that once you share your your body and your ideas and your secrets with someone, now, somehow here, something inside the, the existence of self think that now we own a, a piece of you. We have rights to you because we have shared all that we are, our very existence without not existing with you. So now we have some type of stake in, in how you move and what you say and what you do and who you do it with. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and once again, that whole blinded emotion comes into play, you don't see the world realistically anymore. Now you're only looking at it through what you want to see. And therefore, that's why we miss a lot of things when it comes to our, our partner building up resentment in us because we only see them how we want to see them and not how they're really feeling about us. And if you pay attention to your spouse, you can really see when they're unhappy. 
you can really see no matter what the words are that are coming out of their mouth. That's why you always know the truth by the action versus the words because nobody can pretend that long. You know what I mean? Right. I got a I got a whole podcast that I'm gonna be doing, and maybe maybe I'll have you and Tim on. Um, I did an experiment with a friend, but is is basically called shut the fuck up and for over 12 hours i went out with someone on the whole date spent time with this person and i didn't say a word but mm. i communicated with him without talking and in conclusion of this experiment it was almost like we really communicate because there's problems if there was no problem i wouldn't have to say shit. I could be around you or around another man and they they automatically will know what I need or what I want or start asking me questions like, you want something to drink? Uh, mm. You hungry? You want to lay down? You tired? Mm. And most of those don't take but a, a simple nodder, you know what I'm saying? You communicate by nodding. So now it, it made me appreciate First of all, verbally communicating with men and having healthy dialogues with men, right? Because that's changing the narrative alone. Oh, well, men don't talk about their feelings. No, we changing the whole narrative of every fucking thing. Everything that we've been taught and thought is wrong. We're changing it. We're healing ourselves. So we can't say that this is something that we've been that we do. We can say, okay, no, you know what? Men are finding avenues through podcasts and radio and other things to talk about their feelings their emotions and they're tapping in in tune and men are in country i see men hugging all the time they hug right. healthy hugs healing hugs and they cry exactly and, and and that's what i'm talking about is that when you when you go with this person based off of oh she got a fat ass or she's got a pretty face and you don't see anything other than that that's where the problems start. Because guess what, Lalisha? We can be by ourselves. We can feed ourselves. We can cook for ourselves. We can, you know, we can now do it to ourselves. You know, make ourselves, you know, pleasurable sexually by ourselves. So why do I really need you? You know what I'm saying? If you don't make my life better, if I can't communicate with you, if you're not taking the time to learn me and and, and, and we're not taking some time, let me, let me, Stop making that a selfish statement. If we're not taking the time to learn each other, if yeah. we're not time to communicate with each other in each other's life, if we're not building something together, this is what I believe marriage is about, is building together. Really, the basis of marriage is building a family. So if you're not building a family, there's really no need to be married. There really is not a, a serious need to be And when I'm talking about building a family, it doesn't necessarily have to be with children. Maybe it's a business, right. maybe a legacy, maybe it's something that you both are working on together, but let it be that you are working on it together. Most people think when it comes to family, they're just talking about children, but there are a lot of, and if that was the case, it wouldn't be a lot of beautiful marriages that don't have children, but the right. husband and the run the household effectively together. And I'm gonna tell you, you know, People will just automatically think, well, if I don't have kids, then me and my husband can take trips. And it's, it's beyond the trips. It's beyond the vacations. It's beyond. It's, it's a place of building that house of peace, that bond, that unity that says we are together. And, and when I say together, we don't have separate agendas. 
we have the same agenda, which is building this legacy. So if it's, you know, let's acquire some properties together. Let's, let's build generational wealth. That's another reason to get married, to build generational wealth. I didn't mention the child in any of that. You know what I'm saying? But the main purpose of, of or the main reason I feel like people should get married is, number one, for child rearing. Otherwise, it's it's really a moot point because if you have to get married because of what? Child rearing. Oh, yeah. Child rearing because basically that's the unit to say that we are going to raise this child together. We are both responsible. We both have. This is why blended families are really difficult unless you are on one accord. Blended families are, you know, it's really hard when you do have children and you seek a new spouse because that new spouse doesn't have rights to your child. That new spouse doesn't necessarily, especially if the father is in their life, there's a lot of conflict in that. You know what I'm saying? Because basically your view and way of raising a child with this co-parent can be completely different than the way that you raise children. So if you guys have this bond and this unit over here, that means you are divided because now you have to adhere to this person or this man in, in, when it comes to your co-parent or this woman. But then, of course, you have to abide by the bond that you two are creating. And this is what makes when you have children and you're trying to have a relationship but still co-parent, it makes it difficult because you could have two different missions going on and it's constantly competing or combating with each other. Yeah, that's that's where and that's where the term blended comes from. It's like we we blended everybody in here, and it's it's like this. So that same authenticity that you're looking for in a partner, like you gonna really have to like trust in God. Like I, I like I said, I had Tyreek before I got married, so I dealt with blend, um ushering in someone new. And my son's father, and and blending and meshing and helping the two of the, these two men communicate when it came to the the child that was involved. And I had to assist my ex husband because he didn't have any children until he took the four children we had together. So I was like, you know, some of the stuff I was telling him could have been wrong. I would, but I would try to. I guess I kept on reminding him. I used to say to him, like, you know, how was your father with you? Not realizing, shit, his father, could it could have been all the way left, right? I'm assuming, we always assume because you got two parents in a household that you came from a healthy household. That may not always be the case. And so I remember asking him to do certain things with our son, like the, his father should do with him. And it was hard for him to do that because um, of some of the things that he's experienced. And right. his child. So I was trying to lead and guide. And I think that that is um, a big space for us, all of us as adults to grow is parenting, whether it's blended or not. But I think that it's, man, it's some, all these things, I, I keep on coming back to the word control, because even with our children or even with a new spouse and our children or the old spouse and children, it's still like control. Somebody wants to, discipline a certain way and maybe we want to control how they discipline or the discipline they're using discipline as a way to control so i think that 
it's a, it's, a, it's definitely a, a a space for a topic for us to grow um, as adults to have more healthier dialogues on parenting and and on blending and co-parenting. Like how is you know how do we go from how do we go from here? Right, Where, right. <clears throat> and nine times out of ten, in this format of dating. I hate to say it, but if a man is pursuing a woman, nine times out of ten, she's probably going to have children. And and that is why we're getting the dynamic that the dating pool is very this way or that way, because you'll be hard-pressed to find a woman without children. Um, right. And, and you would think that you would think that some people would find that, especially for men, that either was playing around during the time that they should have been, you know, pursuing and starting their own family. But you would think that it would be a good thing to put on a resume. <laughs> I have five children. I love saying that I have five children. I love the thought that I gave birth to five children in this world. And to some people, it's so disgusting that I have five children. You understand? And so even looking to connect and hoping and wishing to marry again because i didn't also i didn't get married to get divorced i didn't get divorced because i didn't want to be married i just got it was a situational situation i didn't want to be in that type of marriage that type of union yeah and so um but i have to tell myself uh a couple days throughout the week to that like not to think negative on my situation because it's an it's a lot i can hear it i oh i hear it without people even saying it directly to me how they feel about the fact that i got five children i have two fathers and that fathered my children right <laughs> and i have uh, i still talk to uh, both of them i can still call so I, even with the men that i've been in relation with i have a connection with them that's not still intimate and you got to be mature to deal with the fact that they understand that, hey, they, they dropped the ball and it's okay. It's no hard feelings. Still mad love. We just wasn't able to be in a relationship with one another. But could you, moving forward, deal with the fact that your, that your spouse has conversations or has communications with people that she's been in relation with? And, and, and that's, that's the thing. Um, and that was brought up on The Breakfast Club the other day. Should or could you be in a relationship with uh, a person who still communicates with their ex and um i totally feel like unless you are communicating with them on the basis of of child rearing nah i i couldn't i couldn't be with never done that 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 good job <laughs> i could i could i couldn't be with someone like that and and there, and the reason being is because they're ex for a reason they're ex for a reason, and you have shared intimacy with that person, right? So therefore, um, you once either love that person or you have very strong feelings with that person, or again, you shared your body with that person. Even if it's you know just for the physical aspect, you shared your body with that person. Why would I even trust um, that person that still has that connection or that tie to that person when your your future is me? Your future is where we're going. So you're no longer dealing with that person for a reason. So why would I interact with that person that yeah. still exists? 
Well, and see, my situation is a little bit different because, like, you know, my children live with my ex-husband. So when I was first going to visit them, I would stay at our old house in my daughter's room. I would Mm. stay there because I was staying for, like, a week. And, um, yeah, I just didn't have the funds to be getting a room for a week and, and, you know, driving or flying down there. It just it just was a lot financially for me to still stay connected with them all the way from Ohio. Mm. So um, I remember a friend of mine said, like, ain't nobody going to deal with you doing that. And I was like, what you mean? Like, this is my setup. Cause, and if they don't want to deal with it, then shit put me up in a room for a whole week. OK, because, like, I got to see my babies and I am. I'm trying to do it in the best way possible. So I'm uh, their comfort zone is their space. And it's and it's like it's literally for my situation like a perfect setup because of how the house is set up, right? Mm-hmm. Our bathroom and our bedrooms is on one side of the house and his bathroom and bedroom is on another side of the house. Like we really technically don't even have to see each other type of thing, like in passing. But when he said that to me, I just was like thinking like, dang, like I never thought about my communication with my ex-husband affecting someone that's in my future like i i was thinking that the person would see hey divorce is final right you can always go back and do everything over again but that's like as final as it's gonna get without it being death and i don't see how someone could not appreciate that that like because see for me it is like for me once a, that's why i can still be in, in communication with my exes because once you do me wrong like and in that way it's not that i cut you off because i'm a people person like i'm a life people person so i don't cut you off forever but i with the access that you had to me and which you had the energy that i was given to you whether if it was girlfriend or wife or fiance whatever you mm-hmm. don't get that no more. You just get like a regular, like you like you like a bum on the street. Like I would greet a bum on the street. I would, you know, say hey to a bum on the street. I would not disrespect or or disregard a bum on the street. So, but that's that's reverse control. That's reverse control. And the reason why I say that's reverse control is because, um, in so many ways, you're trying to gaslight me into thinking that the way my uncomfortability with that situation is wrong when that's not truly the case. If if basically I'm just uncomfortable with it, that's just a feeling that I have that you're going to someone's house and I'm not I'm not I'm not projecting this towards you. I'm just saying hypothetically or in general, if you're saying, hey, I have to go see my kids and I'm going to be spending the night at, you know, someone I used to be intimate with house I can't just automatically take your word that, hey, nothing is going to happen or nothing, you know, and, and for someone to say, you shouldn't have a problem with that, that's gaslighting, because basically I should have every problem with that, you know what okay. I'm saying? It's the set reason of your initial problem, like that, that is, the, the set reason was insecurity, because you said, you're, you're bringing up the fact that I've been intimate with some person, and then you said, Oh, how could I trust that? Well, you, how could you trust it is the same way you trust the person that you evolved yourself with in relationship with. Like this because. So, um, so, so to give my new relationship 
a fair shot. I'll go back with what the grandmother used to say. You don't let your good be evil spoken of. So basically, you taking a stance on the situation as a man, I have the right to refuse that relationship and say, okay, you know what, that's fine. I'm going to gracefully bow out of this situation. Now you get what you want, which is, okay, I get to see my kids. But a person, like you said, who can handle that, like you said, there's a person that will say, okay, I have my purpose over here going on. I don't have time or, you know, the space in my head to worry about if she's cheating or not. I dig this person. So, you know, if she tells me that, then that's fine. But guess what? A lot of men have gotten played by that very situation by not looking into it, investigating, and taking that woman's word for it. And and she'll never tell. She'll she'll never. And it's crazy, yeah, because I, I realize that I am in most positions that some of my male friends have been in where they have been low on money, they've been low on, and they've been this on the hustle, and they want to stay connected with the children. So they will go to the mother's house to sleep in the children's room or to sleep to be close to their children so they can take them to school or do whatever and stay engaged. And But the woman on the other side that he's trying to entertain so that he sees hope and future for can't rock with how he moves with his, his previous family. And, and in his case, he he is disgusted by his ex-wife. He's so disgusted he can't barely stand look to stand and look at her, but he is tr- trying to understand that she's a human and get rid of like the like the animosity and the hatred and the bitterness, right? And just be like, okay, you're a person, you made some mistakes, and the 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 mistakes you made disgusted my inside. So when I see you, you know, I got this whole thing, but I'm here. I'm here for my children, and I'm here because sometimes these women will use it as a like. I don't think my ex husband did this, even though it was the same scenario. Will use it as a way to control the person that's leaving. You know, you got to come and see him at this time, or you got to come and see him like this, knowing their living situation. Especially if y'all was like we were sharing everything. So when I left, and most people leave, you leave with nothing, right? Well, well, again, I think I think it's reverse control because. There are so many ways around that. It's saying, hey, let's take a trip together, you know, and, and then have that communication that says, okay, you know, I know this is uncomfortable, and I don't want those thoughts in your head. So instead of, you know, forcing a, a thought upon a person that says, hey, you should be comfortable with this because I don't have any uh, feelings for my ex, but I know how this can, you know, creep up into somebody's head. You know what? I don't even want you to have that thought. Let's take this trip together. You know what I mean? And, and that it doesn't provide that. He's more than welcome to come. Yeah, yeah, and that makes it better. So that, but but to say, you know what? Yeah, I trust you. You know, <laughs> that 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 that's not even natural. That's not even natural to to get a man to. I mean, and 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 you ask not. I tell you, you ask nine out of ten men, they wouldn't be comfortable with it. But that one man may be comfortable with it. But look at those odds. Look at those for for us to even be talking about it that makes it an uncomfortable situation. So it doesn't make it a natural or normal situation. It's already unnatural or not normal that you're not raising the kids together, right? Because the natural order of things is that you stay with the person that you're raising your children with. But to say, you know what? I live in Ohio. I need to go out of town to go be with my children in the man's house that I created these children with. 
no man in their natural right mind is going to want that situation or scenario, right? So to get that person to say, well, you should understand, you know what I'm saying? That's not a matter of security. That's a matter of I want you to think a certain way, so I want you to understand that to be with me, this is going to have to take place. No, that man has the right of refusal to say, nah, I'm a great move bow out of that situation. Oh, I'm that's too. So let's take let's take it out of the home of the children, and let's say that this this new dating person that's that you know they both got their traumas. They both looking to exhale again together, and she has to take a trip with people um, from work or something, being a hotel. She could have possibly smashed one of those guys. Mm -hmm. Are you going? Feel a certain way because she has to go on an overnight. Are you going to feel like your presence needs to be there in order to trust her to go on any overnight stay? That might be not saying that she did, but I'm just. I guess I'm trying to understand the scenario um, of that. You said it's reverse control, but I again, and me telling someone, "Hey, this is the situation I'm in. This is what I've been doing to survive." I go see my children sometimes, and not all, because. Well, recently I got kicked out of the house. So I can't do it no more. So this would have been an old scenario as far as staying at the house. So I, the house shit is over with for now. But anyway, but if I'm dating someone, I have, you know, shared, like, this is my scenario. This is my setup. I do this every other month. I go down to Florida. I stay for a whole week at the house, yada, yada. Then I come back. Um, I know it sounds weird and it's, it's not usual to hear, but neither is the fact that I'm divorced. And separated from my children. So, the the fact that and and I, I gave this scenario one time, and this I'm, I'm gonna take this conversation just a little bit left to just to just to make your point, right? So somebody said, you know, uh, there was this person who had a problem with the way that you know uh, somebody was dressing after they were in a relationship, right? Mm. And so. Um, that person was like, well, I dress this way. This is how, you know, you met me per se, you know, or what have you. Now, granted, I was telling this person, you know, in third person, like, we act completely different when we're single versus when we're in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Because there are so many things that can take place if you want to continue to act the same and i was given that scenario if you want to continue to act the same way that you did when you were single then stay single but when you're in a relationship there's so many things that you have to protect when you're in a relationship we are in a world where options are crazy we are in a world where sneaky links are the norm so therefore yeah trust should be a factor but we don't live in a world that is trusting so therefore there should be messages sent to say, hey, I know that the human natural mind can go this way or this way, but I'm not going to give this space or opportunity. This is why my whole quotation of keeping the devil out of your house. Stop gaslighting people in the way that they normally think. If you went out of town, we know that people behave badly when they're not in front of their spouse. We know that things happen on company trips. Uh, people get drunk and become a little flirtier. Does that mean that that's your spouse? Not necessarily. But at the end of the day, we know that people can be a little bit more loose of their authentic self or their dark side self. Let's talk about people's dark side. Because, yes, people do have that sexual dark side that they don't normally display in front of their spouse. They don't bring out the whole freak 
in front of their spouse because they don't want their spouse to look at them a certain way. Or unless until they get to that particular level, they don't unleash everything about themselves. They're not going to tell about the menage a trois that they had in college or, you know what I'm saying, the train that they got ran on them in high school or anything of that nature. They're not going to divulge that information. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so, but y'all don't want to hear that, right? What'd you say? Y'all don't want to hear that, right? No, hell no. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, these thoughts can creep up in the head. So when you say, when you tell your spouse, hey, I got to go on this company trip, I mean, even if this is the most securest person, it might crop up in their mind of this this happening. See, but see, this this is this got to be this got to be your past because I'm I'm thinking about my ex and how many trips he's gone, or just even in my myself now where I'm at, I'm so bent on just not controlling someone and trusting. Listen, that who you say you are, you are. So if you're going on a company trip. And even if you get lit, I don't expect for you to bring nobody back to your bedroom. I expect for you to pass out and go to sleep like you would on any other regular night. And my mind and energy is not going to the fact that before what somebody else is doing, because I am really looking to have my person, my real person that's down for me. The same way that I've been down for people, that is what I'm looking for. And I, um, at, and at any stage, the... I've been dating since my um, on and off since my divorce, and I've been able to pick up on like, okay, you ain't them, so I don't need to even. I can stop investing. I can continue to invest with understand that you're not going to be around for the end all be all, or um, I can go and move on to the next. Yeah, and, and and that's the way the mentality is for a lot of people. In order for them to call themselves their own and stay true to their authentic self. They don't want to be, you know, attached to the confines of that type of relationship of answering to or keeping the devil out of the house, which means that you don't have to abide by a strict rule or you shouldn't be ruled at all as a person. Uh, I love the fact that Lauren London is preaching love, loving without an ego, right? And mm -hmm. that's fine, loving someone without an ego. And that's the hardest thing to do is loving a person without an ego. I think loving a person without an ego can make things stronger, can make things not so possessive in a relationship. But at the end of the day, even a company has guidelines. Even a company has a mission. Even a company has things that, okay, in order for us to get this to move in this direction, you do have to sign an exclusive clause. You do have to sign a, 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 a no speech clause that says you don't divulge company secrets or share certain things outside of the company and things of that nature, which basically gets us to go on a certain level. So within the institution of marriage, and I do stress the word institution very harshly, within the institution of marriage, there is a level of discipline and control because basically we've come together and saying, hey, the mission is to go this way. So therefore, you have to protect that at any means. So if you do have an open-minded person, there still might be some guidelines to keep the trust there. Uh, if you do have a more stricter-minded person, you may, in order to stay with that person, you may have to compromise and do certain things. When you deal with a person who, who may not necessarily have trust issues, but they'll bring to you like, yeah, that doesn't look right. Now, to you, you look at it from a completely different end of the spectrum, but I don't want to bring chaos or confusion in my household, so I'm going to move a little bit different 
to keep that trust flowing within my relationship. But what we have is a lot of people nowadays, especially more than ever, are unwilling to compromise for the greater good of their relationship. And it doesn't have to do with insecurity or security. It's just basically, I refuse to compromise. And with that individual attitude, I would say it might be best that you stay single. Yeah, and I think that, that that's that's a great point to bring up right now as we come into an end too is because like we we have to understand that we are a big a bigger part of the problem. So mm-hmm. the more that we get in tune with self, the more that we can accept somebody else. But like we are a bigger part of the marriage idea than what we think when it comes to the stuff that we listen to, the even type of relationships that we support. Like if we're supporting toxic relationships or if we're feeding into that, if we're feeding into the gossip, if we're about the the bullshit, then that's probably what you're going to attract. So then you're going to be the one of the narratives that's going to be less likely to commit because you're staying in a toxic environment of relationships, mm-hmm. whether it's your own or people that you're supporting. So even the people that we support that are toxic can that shit can spill over into what we're doing over here, what we want to do. So not saying that you got to cut them completely off, but you got to understand that it's a fine line and that, that, that it's possible for you to have that. And if you don't want to have it, you should probably find a way to disassociate till you get what you want and then be more powerful to be back in that atmosphere. Um, But we have a bigger part to play in it. Like how, like I said, how we think, like, I'm still excited. I'm still excited. I'm so freaking excited about my person yes. and sharing life and being able to do some of these things that I, I share with you all, like the not not controlling thing or showing up as my authentic selves or actually respecting someone to the level of I want to be respected, right? And and just sharing and growing and building. Like I'm excited about all of that shit and, and nothing in my my past marriage or nothing in some of these relationships that I didn't involve myself with um, with some people in, in the city has deterred me from the bigger picture, which is partnership. It's always going to be easier and better with two. Absolutely. And I, and I love that for you. I love that for anybody who does find that person. As Malaysia said, coming to the end of this conversation, um, even though the landscape of marriage has changed, I will say this, and these are some, some tidbits that I, I want you guys to leave with. Uh, before you do make that commitment, um, I would have that seven-year evaluation is what we like to call it. In the meantime, while you're building up that to that seven-year evaluation, uh, we do know that things uh, don't always go as planned and forever is not forever, ever, ever. So uh, make sure that your finances are always in a place where, you know, if this is no longer working for you, that you're not staying with someone based on, oh, I can't go anywhere, I'm financially dependent on this person. Uh, Make sure that there are contingencies in place if you do have children together, make sure that's understood of what's gonna happen to the children should you guys not be in love anymore. Uh, Constantly go through counseling, some sort of counseling and objective counseling. Don't go to her counselor or his counselor or her pastor or his pastor, make sure it's the person that sees both sides of the situation. And going back to Wileisha's point, make sure there's continual self-evaluation when it comes to your mental health, when it comes to your healing, when it comes to, you know, a lot of things. But then 
Stand on your truth. Alicia, what Alicia said, when you get married, let it feel good. This is a great decision. I'm not getting married because I said I would promise it to her or her mama likes me or we have a child together. Make sure that this decision, when before you ask her hand in marriage, make sure that that is, in fact, your person. So try to get the most truth as possible so that you can make an effective decision and not make that decision off of emotions. And that's all I can pretty much say. You know what I'm saying? It's not about looks. It's not about her physique. It's not about anything. It's about you building a life with your person. Your person might be a stick figure with no hips. <laughs> your person your person might not be attractive in, in facially or whatever, but that could be your person that could take Right, and it's, it's to your liking, though. I think that's the thing because it was like – I. I haven't recently met someone and I and I said this is all the way left. This is something I ain't never used to, but it's not for everybody else. It's just for me. It's for me to accept and appreciate and and understand the worth and the value that it's going to be for me, not for nobody else. Yes. Yes, definitely. Well, Alicia, man, I really appreciate, you know, you tapping in first of all, you know, because I mean Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> because you came in off the bench for Tim. You came in off the bench, start shooting the threes. You start shooting them threes and you start you start hitting for two and three. You know what I'm saying? And you really brought this, you really brought game time to uh the new the all new Lane Love Morning Show. Uh we do have excerpts throughout the week. Uh it's always gonna be the Lane Love Morning Show Monday through Friday, but uh we have excerpts such as Good Friday, which um We'll have interchangeable co-hosts. Uh, we'll see if we can get Wileisha on a few more other shows uh, besides Good Friday show. But, uh, again, this is something new that we're trying, and I appreciate you, again, for agreeing to be that third voice when it comes to me and Tim. Uh, we'll we'll uh, try to find out. Hopefully Tim is, is okay, so we'll try to get, get a hold of him and see if he's good. But, again, I can't thank you enough for sharing your truth, your dialogue, um, and hopefully we get you back here again before you head out to Ghana uh, and, and have that exquisite, that, that, that roots vacation, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Like I, I um, when I went to Bronzeville yesterday, one of the elders in the community was like, um, Ghana is my second home. I'm like, why did you wait till the last minute? We could have been had your ticket. And I was like, I honestly did not know how to ask for help. So um, somebody else was like, how can I help you? And I was just like, uh, she's like, I could do a video. I could post it on my page. And I was like, okay, yeah, like, sure, let's go. And here we are. Um, so yeah, I'm growing and learning every day like the rest of us. Definitely. I'll try to be back here Monday. I, I think we're not going to launch uh, Better Business Mondays until the following Monday. We, we do have to get some Quirks and Kinks lined up. I have some great news about what's going on with the station, WUVG. Thank you, Sean Anthony. Thank you also, DJ Frost, for allowing me. Again, my studio is under reconstruction, so in the meantime, they have allowed me to come in on Friday and Monday uh, and use this studio to do this show. So I thank you guys so much. Walisha, you have a great week. Any, any last words before you get up off of here? Man, listen, marriage is everything, y'all. Just remember, as you are respecting others' marriages um, and your own, 
uh, is that is like a key. It's a key to life. So, you know, happy people is is more happy when they're together. So, don't be afraid to commit to someone that you that you see value in. Absolutely, I'm glad you ended on a positive note. Marriage is a beautiful thing. It's not so much find your person is when you can find that person that there's no perfect marriages and no perfect people. It's just, you know, a perfect way of doing things. So don't go into anything thinking it's going to be perfect. You got to put in the work and you got to put in the time and just see things blossom. But when you see that it's not going anywhere, please do not hesitate. You don't have to be miserable. You do not. When that person stops doing the work, like Chris Rock said, marriage is easy. Relationships are easy, but you got to have two people working at it. You can't right. have that it you know two people can move a couch better than one person as, as he said so make sure both people are working on it it's something that you both want all right until then god loves you and we do too we are out of here have a great weekend this is the lane love morning show we out peace yeah there's a lot of wally well, yep